Honey Hush is a podcast by a Southern businesswoman who knows a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees. Every week, Elizabeth will discuss up-and-coming and established leaders alike how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you're a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush will teach you that the sweeter the honey, the more bees you'll attract. Community is always more fun than competition. Of course, everybody's already heard of New Year's resolutions, right? I mean, there are a million podcasts, Twitter tweets, whatever, (laughs) social media posts about New Year's resolutions, but I'm thinking about doing something different today. How about old year confessions? What do you guys do over Christmas break? I like to do a major deep clean, different than like spring cleaning. This is where I clean out all the things. And by all the things, what I really mean is that it's that one time a year where I send all my kids to my in-laws for a day or so so that I can get in their rooms, what I like to call their cave, and just have a few days to dig through that cave and throw away all the little things that apparently they were too distracted to take care of along the way during the year. Now, mind you, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but we sold our farm, we moved into town, and so We've only been into this new house since, like, August, so it should not have been too bad, right? Oh, you'd be so mistaken, though, if you considered what was going on in my son's room. My oldest child, my boy, I love him with an intense, fierce love, like, like, lioness type of love, and I don't know if it's because he's my boy or if it's he's my firstborn. I don't know. But I mean, but he's also the one that can just trigger me more than any of the others. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But he is a junior in high school. So I don't have too high of an expectation about his room cleanliness department. However, as punishment, when he does get a smart mouth, which happens more often than I wish, we make him do everyone's laundry. That was actually my husband's idea. And I thought it was fantastic. Until I cannot find some important items. Like, here's an example. I have found his little sister's school uniforms stuffed in her dollhouse. Clean clothes that he just puts right back in the hamper because he's like, I'm done. Pop, puts them back in there. My socks with his socks. I mean, with all the creative hiding strategy that he does, he could have just done it the right way to begin with and just be done with it. And I'm sitting here finding things and cleaning up and just thinking like, goodness gracious, all this energy, just do it right the first time. And that's when it stopped me right in my tracks. As I was navigating his web of chaos that he calls his bedroom, I very quickly applied that principle to my past year. And I may be an Enneagram coach and coach lots of people, different types, different numbers all the time. And, but and, and I even, you know, quote unquote, have all the answers, right, to offer to my clients. But that does not mean that I personally follow all of the rules that I'm supposed to be following myself. I get pretty creative, too, sometimes in trying to hide my crazy. My personal life this past year looked a lot like my son's room in more ways than I want to admit. But since confession is good for the soul, and I would imagine that I'm not the only one feeling like they're hiding something, let's do this. The most glaring issue with my son's room that day, I would say, just an umbrella word, would be disorganization. 
Nothing really made sense to me, and I'm sure it was not meant for me to understand anyway. It's his room, and if he wanted it differently, he would have done something about it, right? Maybe not, though. Why was this comforter put on sideways, leaving it too long on the sides and too short on the top and bottom? Why is there toothpaste squirted on the countertop? Why is there confetti under his bed? The confetti from my birthday that was back in November under his bed. There's no soap in the shower. What has been, you know, I mean, what has he been using to even bathe himself? And when I opened his closet, all sorts of things just fell out everywhere. Disorganization is sort of a universal thing that causes most people to feel kind of uneasy in any situation. But how many of us live in a constant state of it ourselves and we just call it good enough? I know for me, I get in too big of a hurry. Something like instead of throwing away a cup immediately when I'm finished with it, I might just leave it in my car for a few days. Instead of planning weekly meals, I might just throw together a mismatch of everything I find in the pantry or suggest, hey, cereal for dinner. I might get clothes washed, but they might not ever get folded or put away and they just get stacked up for the whole week in the laundry room. Too many days of this and my family quickly realizes mom is disorganized and nobody's better for it. Can you relate? Something else that stuck out to me as I was, you know, in my son's room is how he's always asking me to purchase for him more socks, more underwear. I don't have any pants. Where's my baseball shorts? I found every single pair of socks, all the underwear, all the jeans, found them. He had just forgotten where he had stuffed it and then rationalized it was just easier to purchase more than to find the original ones that he had misplaced. How many of us do that exact same thing when it comes to the idea of more? Instead of losing the extra weight that makes us feel sluggish, <clears throat> talking to myself here, we just think, hey, I'll just purchase a larger size. Or when the what you already have feels boring, you satisfy that deficit with a newer model. Instead of making dinner with what's already in the pantry, we suggest ordering pizza. Maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I found that every single thing that my son has been complaining about not having, all I could do is point a finger right back at myself. Mine is not in the form of socks or underwear, but more new, more convenient. Maybe, you know, all that stuff is just, I think it's a distraction, but it's not a healthy distraction from the fact that you were not responsible with the first version to begin with. Your fina your finances, Let's take care of that to begin with. Your family, let's take care of that to begin with. You get the idea. And I'm so guilty of neglecting what I already have that is actually good, really great, but I want something different that has a momentary satisfaction attached to it. This next one, my absolute favorite. The good old hide it under your bed so nobody knows trick. My son wants to join the army like nobody I've ever witnessed wanting to join the military in my life. So when I found his broken army Christmas tree ornament nicely hidden behind the curtains, I knew that that was something that happened by accident. But why didn't he clean it up or tell me that it happened or I don't know. I knew something that it was an accident. So why not tell me? But once I was on my knees inspecting the broken glass of gold and black, it drew my eye to everything else that he was hiding right near under his bed. So many other tree ornaments, they weren't broken. He just apparently didn't want to use them on the tree that year. Again, that confetti wrapped from my birthday present. Yeah, that's under there. Uh, shotgun shells, I don't know, food, food wrappers, you name it. Why? Why on earth had this become his new habit to stuff things 
under a bed, creating a trap for everything that all the people just, you know, I I guess it's us. I mean, I'm really talking for myself that we have this like proverbial bed that we just stuff things under. It's a trap for all the things that we don't want to handle at the moment. And we get in a habit of it. And that under the bed gets more full and it makes it just easier to put the next broken thing hidden behind a curtain. But let's just ask ourselves the same question. When did you plan on addressing that, whatever it is, that you keep stuffing under the metaphorical bed that we're talking about or the curtain? Because eventually the bed gets full, so we move to the curtain, right? One day is not a day that ever arrives. And in this scenario, there's no mom or housekeeper to bust you on the garbage. You are the housekeeper of yourself. Stuffing emotions, stuffing opinions, stuffing desires, stuffing your responsibilities, it does not work. It is like the princess and the pea. You always feel the pea. You know what you're supposed to do. So why in the heck does it get put under the bed instead? Asked my son the same question, and his reply was very honest. Because I'm lazy, and I just don't want to mess with it right now. Guys, let's not be the person that has that excuse. Now, he's 17 years old, or at least he will be next month. So he has the excuse of an underdeveloped frontal lobe. We do not. When you stuff your stuff, you are doing it intentionally, hoping and wishing for some housekeeper fairy to miraculously whisk it away as if it never existed. The very fact that you're listening to this episode this far along or any episode that I've ever uploaded should prove to yourself that you're way more capable of more and that you do actually want more than just pushing things under a bed and calling that a life. You, me, we are responsible adults. And we need to handle the stuff that we're stuffing. As you can tell, this whole morning of reflecting during my son's room or in my son's room got me all kinds of fired up, disorganized, needing more of what I already have, but I just can't seem to find it. Stuffing broken things away so nobody sees. Is that how I want to be seen? Is that how you want to see yourself? Honestly, though, this all hit way too close to home because I spent 99% of 2021 in this cycle, feeling cluttered, unfulfilled, and forced to hide the things that are broken. And as if 2020 was not enough, 2021 has been a just, just a hard, a different type of hard in its own way. And I decided to be honest with this episode and not just end the year with some fake saccharine version of a pep talk about how 2022 will be your year. Gosh, I hope it is. I hope it is for all of us. But I wanted to give you permission to be exposed. If the last two years have been disappointing in some version or a vacuum of energy with no return, it is okay to admit that. It does not mean that you're a failure or that that's going to continue to be your destiny. There has to be a light at the end of the tunnel. There has to be a bright side just around the corner. So I'm preparing for it like I truly believe that it is. And I'm not the kind of give up person and neither are you. But it is time that you're vulnerable and call out the obvious. So just like my son's room, I got everything washed and clean in his room. I put everything in its proper place. I set him up for success. If he screws it up again, it's on him, not me. I did my part and I expect him to do his. Of course, I'll probably go back in there next Christmas if I have to. And I'll do the same thing again. But you can do this same little thing for yourself. Expose what's not working. You're not a bad person for being a truth teller. Call out what needs to be thrown away and get to Tawson. 
Heavy baggage is costly. Just ask a TSA agent at the airport. It applies here too. You'll be amazed at the amount of guilt that is lifted by taking care of things that you keep stuffing under your quote-unquote bed. Get a plan of action for how to implement the things that do work. Why are bad habits so much easier to keep than the good ones? Having daily and weekly goals and lists will actually help motivate you. You have to have a plan for success. And for me, the very first thing I have to do is to make myself like a a health priority. When I devalue myself, it's so much easier to devalue others and other things and people. So I went shopping for all the healthy foods that my body needs and I threw away all the fun holiday foods. They have no nutritional value. So why am I keeping them around? Threw them away, brought in new things. I'm going to choose water. I'm going to stop with the every night bath time glass of wine. Now, I'm going to still keep the hot bubble bath time, but just minus the glass of wine. Switching around my Enneagram coaching times to accommodate my gym time. Less screen time, more real pages. And as an Enneagram 8, saying no to things is typically very easy for me. But recently, my therapist pointed out to me that my type 2 alignment, it rages something fierce when it comes to the people that I love. And I end up neglecting my mental health way too often because I want to be kind and do the responsible thing. I've got to get a hold of that too. Needless to say, 2022 has already has this really long list of things that only involve me paying attention to me. And you need to pay attention to you. My own metaphorical bedroom is a mess and no housekeeper is coming to save the day. Let this be your wake-up call too. There's a pretty good chance that everyone in your hemisphere is seeing the disorganization, the lack of contentment, and the stuffing, and they're ready for you to show up as the best version of you, just as bad as you do. Do not wait for someone to bust you like I had to bust my son. You're an adult with a developed frontal lobe that has to make these decisions for yourself. You may need a little accountability here and there, and that's fine. Set yourself up for success. Do not let a momentary setback like this past year determine your effectiveness going forward. I'm 42 years old, and I'll be danged if I let this one year define how I'm going to how I'm going to feel and be going forward into the next 42 years. Sit with yourself today. Like sit in quiet with yourself. And get real honest about your feelings and your goals. Not just these, you know, 2022 resolution things. I mean, like, how are you feeling? And what are you going to do about it to feel differently? Tangible goals. Identify for you what's working and what's not. Get out of your head and admit all of those things, the good and the bad. Admit them out loud. Make the adjustments with conviction and look forward to a prosperous 2022. Get out of your own way and put action to what you know needs to be done to be effective. Look, I am right alongside of you with the garbage bags full of all the junk that is not coming with me into this next year. We can do this together. Let's do it. So until next time, when I do see you in 2022, keep the honey flowing.